Hello, hello. Welcome to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this weird-ass culture that we got going on. We're talking about we're talking about movies, people, weird-ass cults, all the fucking weird shits. As always, it's your boy David. I am joined with K-Town. K-Town. And Marquis. Yo, 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 yo. Alrighty, y'all. So today we're talking about uh, the infamous Cannibal Holocaust by Ruggiero Diodato. A spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> a spaghetti, a spaghetti horror film, uh, cannibal fucking Holocaust, y'all. So let's talk a little bit about where we first heard of this movie to kind of give the audience a context of our appreciation for. Once again, I feel like I'm always doing this. I'm always like, guess what? Mark, I don't know baby, shit about just this. start off the show. Come on. <laughs> I coming in from zero again, like. I think I might have heard of this movie in passing, maybe, like, once, but no interest in watching it, totally doing it for this episode, totally not stoked on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're stoked on, you're not stoked on the movie, because the movie's fucked up. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah the movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, objectively, there's there's a lot of bad to be said about this movie, which is why we're talking about it on this podcast. So, Kate-san, how did you first come on to this movie? I luckily... I was obsessed with zombie films, so my mom one year at Christmas, I was like 15, got me like this, like, you go to FYE and they have all these just like random horror movie like bundles. Yeah, this is wild to me. Yeah, she bought me, me she bought me a zombie bundle. It had like four films on like two DVDs and Cannibal Holocaust was one of them. So I'm just watching this fucking <sighs> controversial film at 15, just like, oh yeah. yeah I mean, so I didn't just, know any of the animal deaths were real or anything, I just... Thought it was a shitty movie. Someone just threw this in the mix, like of like some other shitty like zombie. Like movies. I literally, it was like Dawn of the Dead, Return of the Dead, oh, and then like Cannibal Holocaust, and then some other fucking movie I can't even remember. Jesus Christ, this is not like even, a bad time to me. Like those are all like, of course, gory movies, but those cannot hold a candle to like just the the, the type of reality that you're really seeing in Cannibal Holocaust. I kind of have a similar backstory where, like, around the time that I was really getting into horror movies, like, when I was a teenager, I, I talked about this a little bit in our Dawn of the Dead episode, but when I was a teenager, I got, like, super into, like, old-school gory horror movies, and I was going on, like, YouTube and Wikipedia and looking up, like, all the most, like, historical, like, famous horror movies, and, like, on every list I found um, that would have something to the likes of, like, top ten most controversial horror movies, or top ten most uh, fucked up, bizarre, depraved horror movies, like, whatever top ten list that had to do something with, like, being censored, uh, being controversial, being too real. Um, Cannibal Holocaust was always on those lists. It's like, if you're a horror movie fan, the Cannibal Holocaust has a major blip on your radar for just being like that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's probably popped up like, oh, as under some list of most fucked up mm-hmm. movies, most, you know, movies were. XYZ, XYZ, yeah, it's been, it's on your radar, like you said, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be on your radar as a horror movie fan, so. Um, we do want to clarify, though, you know, we do uh, movie episodes sometimes that we call spoiler cast, where we talk about, like, the plot of a movie and kind of uh, say how we feel about it, but this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, those are more, spoiler casts are more like movie reviews, but this is going to be more like an actual episode. There's just too much juice behind yeah. this movie to just uh, subjugate it to just a spoiler cast. Yeah, so. the, the 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 juice and the tea that went into this movie is is gnarly, it's infamous, so let's dig right on into it. This movie was directed by Ruggiero Diodato, who uh, directed a film called The Last Cannibal World um, during a time period where, like, I guess the, the cannibal subgenre of horror films was, like, really popping. 
people were feeling it. People were just in yeah. the cannibal White movies. people were scared of indigenous people <laughs> eating each other. Like, it was just a big thing in the 70s, I guess. That's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. So it was whole- like, isn't this shit fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is pretty terrifying, the idea of like an, a human being eating another human being, but it's always at kind of like the expense of the assumption that all indigenous people are somehow still cannibals. That's kind of like the central anxiety. No, they genre. are, man. According to this film, they are. According <laughs> to this film. To this um, racist ass film. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty racist, really. Um, but he was approached to make another cannibal movie uh, during this time period, uh, Diodato was, but he wanted to make things a little bit different. Yeah, they were like, Diodato, baby, you're the cannibal daddy. We need another one. You want another horror film? I'll give you a horror film. <laughs> baby, so- I want social commentary in it. Come on, <laughs> I want to... Th- Think after I come out of the theater. Give me a message, baby. So this was his idea, though. He was like, you know what? I'm going to make... You know what? I'm going to make... I'm going to make another cannibal movie, but this time we're going to have social commentary because I'm deep and pretentious and (laughs) probably a huge fucking hypocrite, which he... Of course, ends up being so. The movie's all about uh, it's like a commentary on the nature of like exploitation of the indigenous, um, and it's very uh, and the irony of colonialism, like how we call like uh, people savages, and there's the classic question of who's the real savages when you're murdering and raping the savages, whatnot. Who's the real savage? Yeah, it kind of it as one critic put it, it's opening up that old chestnut of who is the true savage again, going kind of back to shit in a Heart of Darkness, which we I mean, about. we live in a society. We live in a society. Say man. less, brother. <laughs> so, in order to start making this movie, they actually traveled from Italy uh, to New York, where they hired mostly inexperienced actors from the Actors Studio in New York. Uh, but two of the main cast members were English-speaking Italians because they wanted people that could communicate better with a lot of the Italian cast and crew. But also because in order for a movie to sell well, like overseas, and be able to qualify as specifically an Italian or European movie, you legally had to have at least two. Italian actors to be in the movie. So that's like the bare minimum. He's like, because you know, for real, for real, I don't get Italian movie from watching this movie. Like, you know, what I'm there's saying? nothing like, Italian. Yeah, about there's it. nothing about like Italian about this movie. I mean, I don't hear any violins playing. <laughs> <laughs> there's no sunsets on, on a vineyard. Dude, there are definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the score, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, man. The movie's got some good. That I'll give it that. The, the intro song is the only thing I'll give it. That fucking <laughs> shit is annoying. <laughs> I'm sure in post. I'm sure that in post, it's playing right now. <laughs> Y'all at home are listening to it right now as Mark plays it. Uh, it is a very strange song to kick this movie off to. Um, so this is a little interesting fact, though, about the casting process of this movie. Uh, the main character of the first half of the film, Harold Mon- Monroe, was actually paid, played by a porn star named Robert Kerman, who's one of the, four, the few porn stars who was around during what's called the golden age of pornography, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, what does that <laughs> Deep mean? throat, baby! Yeah, I guess, like, I guess they're, like, re- like, kind of alluding to, like, the Hollywood golden age, because I feel like right now... I ain't seen none of them shit, so... Deep throat yeah. was, like, a cultural phenomenon. Like, I ain't seen them shits. <laughs> you think you'll ever like go back and watch classic porn? Like you go on Pornhub and you look up Deep Throat, <laughs> or like mm. whatever Debbie does, like whatever the fuck <laughs> Debbie does, Dallas. 
Yeah, that was oh the movie God. he was in, actually. Harold Monroe. That was like apparently a Shut famous movie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. He was in WWE. Mark's like, I beat off to that last week. <laughs> I only like said that because it sounded like a porno. No, dude. He was dead ass. He was one of the big people in that movie. And he was. that's kind of like what jumpstarted his career in the porno business. But at the same time, he was actually a trained actor that just happened to go to, I guess, Hollywood or wherever the fuck they were doing porno movies back then. Well, boy had a decent dick, so he was able to make money off of it. And, okay? and kind of switch back and forth. He was jumping in and out. Mm-hmm. He was jumping in the game and then back out. Yeah, and Cannibal Holocaust wasn't even his first movie, but uh, this was... I, I would say in the long run, this is definitely his most famous movie. His mm. most infamous. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, you know, d- despite uh, his uh, his other career, I mean, it's kind of a stand-up guy. He plays definitely the most positive character in the movie. The only positive character in the movie. That's true. Um... And this is interesting, and kind of get into some of what makes this movie so controversial. At one point, uh, he even had so many problems with the director Diatoro uh, on set that he uh, he he tackled him because he saw a real life animal getting killed. But on that note, let's start talking about what fucking makes this movie so controversial. There's a ton of fucking animal deaths in this shit, like real animal deaths, not it just like sucks. some like fucking CGI or like practical effects. They're straight up cutting a fucking monkey's head in They're half. killing animals for the sake of shot value in this movie and it's fucking gross. Yeah, the, the one that he was around during, they, they called him, uh, what was it, a, a muskrat in the movie? Yeah. Um, but apparently it's actually called a uh, coati, coati, I'm not sure. Which, yeah, they just, uh, one of their guides while they're going into the, um, well, they're going into the jungle, the Amazon jungle. He just starts cutting up this fucking little... Picks it up, stabs it, and just guts it. Yeah. Straight. One yeah. shot, and they're just throwing around like it's no big, like it's no big deal. But there's a couple other animal deaths. Uh, the one that's most gnarly, in my opinion, um, let's just go through all of them. There's uh, a large yeah, turtle. Should we say like something like you know, like uh, it's gonna be some? I mean, if you're clicked in this episode, and there's no Holocaust. That sounds. There's no corpse rate. No, so I don't <laughs> think we need a disclaimer. We've been, yeah, well, it's some fucked up shit. It's what I don't know, man. I don't know. There is this rape. Is, there's, there's a lot of rape, actually. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but the animal deaths are real. It's really graphic. It's really shitty to see. It's probably pretty and, shitty to hear about. Like, you, know? you can't even like defend the animal. De- like, I could like see maybe someone defending. Oh well, like the tribes people ate ate the. Uh, tortoise after they gutted it. Or the monkey. No, they just... Well, I mean, the tribe dude did eat the monkey. Mm-hmm. He sucked the brains out of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the tortoise, they literally just rip a, a giant-ass tortoise out of the water. Let's go, let's go through them. Let's yeah, go let's through them. Let's go on through them. Chop its head off it. with a machete, and then just rip all of its guts out, and are just playing with it for, like, ten minutes. What's particularly brutal about that is you actually see them kind of go on the sides of the edges of the shell and cut it open and then like just open both sides and all the the guts. I mean like there's a little bit of like solace to be had in that the turtle is definitely already dead. They kill the turtle. They chop his head off. But it's weird because you see his like limbs move around a little bit because of like the nerve endings still kind of Hmm. going off. It's it's not as bad. Reptiles move for like hours after they're dead. The very it's not as bad. I feel personally as the very first kill animal death that you see in the movie is where the guy stabs through that muskrat, that muskrat, or what did you say it was a Uh, a (laughs) koala, a koati, koati. Yeah, because the the poor thing is screaming the whole time. It's really awful. It's really like like. Could you imagine like? Literally getting stabbed in your throat and then someone dragging like, the who? knife down and ripping your guts out all in one I mean, minute. I don't know how yeah. you get because that's what to they fucking that. did. That 
Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 that's something I thought about a couple of the scenes where you're seeing them tore these people up. It's like, yo, these are like the actors of a movie, like movie actors who are just ripping apart animals and tearing them up. Um, so let's run through a couple other ones. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep it going. Yeah. So right after that one, they kill a tarantula, which you know sucks. I mean, I, I don't really like spiders. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, you know, whatever. But then they also kill a bow constrictor, which is fucked up. Um, and these are kind of fucked up. Uh, they killed a squirrel monkey by decapitating it with a machete. Actually, no, they don't decapitate. They cut like the top of its they cut, of its, they skull. cut its skull in half for yeah. the brains. And, and this it, was done in like two takes, apparently. So there were two monkeys that had to go out like that. They mm-hmm. biffed it on the first one. Yeah, and they had to do it again. Hey, baby, we're gonna need another monkey. Baby, hey. that monkey, it's not working for me. Bring in the backup. Look. Bring are all fucked up. It's I all... was thinking of more of a clean slice right through the half of the monkey's face. Grab another one of the monkeys off the tree. The baby. way they cut its like head is like so that like they cut it downwards in half, not like the top off. They cut it in downwards in half. So like when the indigenous tribesman picks up the monkey head to suck the brains out, you're literally seeing the monkey's face look at you as his lips are to the back of it sucking on the brains. Ugh. It's so fucking gnarly, dude. And and it's worth saying that yeah, I mean the these indigenous people are straight up eating these uh, these monkeys because apparently to them that's like a uh, like a it's delicacy. A, it's a delicacy. It's an Amazonian delicacy, which you know I guess when you get to those types of people, it's kind of the natural order. It is what and it is. But still, it's that's just like, probably fuck. all they got paid to for this film. Yeah, true. They didn't get paid. Shit. They're like here. Here's two monkey brains. Yeah, that's true. The, the tribes people in this movie did not get paid shit. And I know if you don't know the plot of this movie, which is kind of strange if you've been listening to this, we're going to go over it in a little bit. Um, uh, but one other death that happened that was really fucked up was when they uh, one of the actors, uh, Lu- uh, Luke- Luksha? Luca. Luca Barbareschi. Barbareschi. <laughs> Luca Barbareschi. Barbareschi. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, one of the actors of the movie at one point later on actually shot on camera um, a pig in the head with a twenty-two caliber rifle at point-blank range. Which is a pretty brutal kill because the pig didn't instantly die. It's a no. small bullet. No. And you see it just squirm and squeal on the ground for like a good... 20 seconds. I hated this movie. Yeah, and apparently because um, the pig squeal was so loud that it actually interrupted like this big kind of monologue he was supposed to do and he and it fucked it up in the movie and apparently they wanted to do it again but they were like hey, we ain't got any more pigs. Baby, <laughs> baby we got another pigs. one. There's no more pigs, baby? There's no more pigs in the amp? Ah, oh, right, can, can we get one of the, 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 the tribes people? No. <laughs> ah, f- ah, fuck it. All right, we'll keep the shot. <laughs> yeah, dude, this guy's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um, although that, that actor, Lucia uh, uh, Babareki, um, <laughs> <laughs> Babageti, he, uh, he did later in an interview, like years and years later, he was talking about that scene where he's not even killing a pig, just uh, shooting a pig until it died a slow and agonizing death. He said that he didn't regret it. Zero he, remorse, man. Yeah, I mean, he would say that apparently, like, whenever people would call him out, like, dude, how could you do that? And then, dude, how could you do that in the movie? He would uh, call them out in their hypocrisy for um, eating meat, which, has a vegan, I kind of feel him, but still, he still killed a pig, and the pig died fucking slowly. Also, the thing is, I mean, not to, to counteract your vegan argument, people are at least eating the pig. When a, when a pig dies at a slaughterhouse, they do it in... Well, Mm. You know, Ideally, it's done in Hold a on. in a humane way. There's no pain involved. They're instantly killed. This one obviously suffered, and people are eating it. No one ate this fucking pig. How they do you just, know that, though? You think they gave it to those tribes people? 
That one would think. Nah, I don't man. know. I think they if they if anything the tribes people were like, bro, like you got to pay us something. At least Does that us absolve it if they gave it to the tribes people? Does that make it okay? No, it's just no, one because pig. it's still just an exploitative shot. There was no value in killing that pig. Yeah, and Diodato when he was talking about uh, like his decision to use these real animal murders in the movie. Um, he said that that was like intentional for the direction, like the artistic direction of the movie, because it further blurred the lines between reality and fiction. It which... was just done to be edgy. There was no like, no one wakes up and they're like at a slaughterhouse and they're like, "I'm purposely killing a pig today because I want to kill a pig." They're killing it to feed people. I don't know, man. If you see some videos, there's def- I don't want to get too much in the vegan shit of things or that that whole world. But like, there's definitely in a perfect we- world. There, most people aren't setting out. Like when I go to eat a piece of meat, I'm not relishing in the fact that it died in a violent way. Yeah. They killed this pig solely for the purpose to view a violent death. Well, what I will say about this, as much as as I particularly hate the use of animal cruelty in a movie, I think it's fucked up. I think it's horrible. Um, As far as uh, what he's going for, I would agree. It does make it so, like, can you imagine seeing this movie with these real animal deaths and some of the deaths that go on later on, which we'll also talk about when we get into the plot. You know, when you see those real animal deaths, it does kind of make you think, like, holy shit, was part of this movie real? And as we'll talk about later, I mean, this is something that this is something that they really had to answer for. Like, people really thought that people were dying in the movie, not just animals. And that's because these animal deaths make it hard to realize, like, where the where would these people draw the line? It's the blending of, yeah, the uh, real-life, like, animal deaths. I mean, whether you realize it's real or fake in the moment when you're watching the movie. And these real, like, uh, you know, I guess they're pretty graphic scenes especially at the time like and even like 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 we're saying that documentary which we're going to talk about into the movie which was real yeah the last road though, to hell even though it was portrayed as fake it's the blending of all these real and fake things to where it's like it really blurred the lines and this is 1980 but people were stupid so, you but know, do you really need to blur the lines for a film? No, no, no. I, I'm not, not agreeing. I'm not agreeing. I don't think either of us agreeing with what he's <laughs> no, doing. But I'm not. I'm not saying he, he achieved. Just, but he achieved what, what he was going. For. Yeah, yeah. So that's what but, made it really seem very like real to people at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. To, yeah. But real, at that, before we go further, do you want to just like just run through the plot real quick? Because we're getting into we're talking about fucking animal deaths and like you know. Yeah, true. Let's 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 kind of talk about it just real briefly. We'll get into some of the simple. the bigger details. But basically, um, it is about. Um, a professor named Harold Monroe who went out to the Amazon to shoot some footage and no one's heard from them since so he goes out to find them and that's like the frame story and about halfway through the movie after he finds their cameras that's when we get like the real story yeah that's when we get the found footage uh, aspect of the movie where we start seeing what the documentarians were actually doing in their candid and on screen time because apparently it doesn't matter because they just roll on everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy is like even though this movie is a it's a movie within another movie. Like even when you look at like the the idea like that they were shooting this shit in the real fucking Amazon. I would love to watch a documentary movie just about making a fake documentary movie. Like <laughs> like for, okay, so this movie was shot in uh, Letitia Letitia. I don't know. My girl uh, Letitia. Letitia. <laughs> Which she is probably, uh, she's in that song Freakily. <laughs> so Freak-a-lee. Lawanda, Lakeisha, Letitia. Freakily. <laughs> so um 
It was shot in Letitia, which is located between Colombia, Peru, and Brazil, uh, deep in the Amazon rainforest. In fact, they could only reach this area by plane, and then from there, when they get to like wherever the the, the, the plane could land, they would then have to take a boat to the specific shot to the specific areas they had to shoot. So the- they're in the jungle, baby. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So these motherfuckers are lugging, like, equipment, an entire cast, all this shit on boat into deep into the Amazon rainforest in piranha-infested ass waters. Like, the actual conditions of this are about as severe as, like, I mean, what you're seeing is really there. Not just the animal deaths, but just the heat and the reality of the Amazon rainforest. This wasn't on, like, a set or anything. The environment, man. Yeah, they were just like, you know, the, um... The ships that came over to America full of muskets <laughs> and smallpox blankets, <laughs> passing them out to the indigenous people. Yeah, they were really, really, really struggling. Honestly, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, so many elements of this movie. I mean, we'll talk about it in detail as we go. But, like, the idea of them trying to make a movie that's, that's calling out exploitation of indigenous people and colonialism, while all the while, all the while just doing nothing but exploitating indigenous people and basically being colonizers. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. So they go out here, but the shoots are nonetheless fucking horrible. Like, it's fucking really hot. Um, so they have to make like, all these onset decisions because of the heat, because of the natural, unpredictable nature of the environment. I mean, they're in the Amazon rainforest. There are literally crocodiles, snakes, big-ass bugs, all kinds of shit trying to kill you or fuck you up. Didn't they get kicked out of the hotels at one point because, like, the president of Colombia came to visit the town oh yeah yeah they were shit. staying in some kind of shitty ass hotels and I guess like they didn't even have that after a while they had to literally camp out in the fucking jungle baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, again our boy uh, Lisa Barbareschi or Lisa Barbaschetti when he was talking Barbaschetti <laughs> he was when he was talking about how they're making this movie he this was is just like, guy, like this, I don't give a fuck this is the actor who played the guide the main no 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 he was the main a uh, documentary guy, the guy who shot the pig. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, okay, okay, he wasn't okay. the guide; he was the boyfriend of the chick. Okay, yeah, because the guy died like right away. Right okay, away, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in the in the interviews, this guy's like, he's just funny, man. He's saying like, you know, these Americans, you 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 shoot a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio on a ship, and he's just he's just on a big yacht. He's in a yacht, just chilling. Yeah. We we I don't are think the, like uh, revenant. He's like, we're in the real Amazon rainforest. Yeah, my boy Leonardo DiCaprio ate guts, like real guts on film. Woo. Well, I mean, so did our boy Lucia Barbaraschi. Yeah, but Barbaraschetti's a bitch. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, what movies has he been in? I don't think he's been in any That's the that's only reason he was fucking with Leonardo DiCaprio in that one interview. Because he's just jealous that he's actually yeah. successful. <laughs> Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio has an Italian last name, I oh, guess. Shit. So he's no, like, no, no, hold on, guys. Was that France? Luca, Luca Barbaraschi. He's been in quite. He's actually quite a prolific Italian actor. What's he been in? The fuck's he been in? Bro, are you serious? Yeah. He's, okay, first of all, Cannibal Holocaust, like the number one thing that pops up. Oh, he was in Cannibal like, Holocaust. But in 2013, he was in the Mercury Conspiracy, the which fuck? looks like an action movie. <laughs> he was in Cut and Run. In 1985, your boy was Jesus in oh, 1999. Fuck. This asshole was Jesus? Yeah, he was Jesus, bro. Fuck, dude. What movie was that? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> look, Luca, we want you to be Jesus the movie. You look just like Jesus. And a bunch of other Italian ash movies and, t- and TV shows. So, yeah, like... so fuck this goofy ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, he was honest though. I mean, really, it was fucking brutal, dude. I mean, there's no power. They're using a diesel generator that they're moving on a fucking boat. Um, they're using real local, local materials to construct the huts because fortunately, as much as they exploited the natives, they at least made like their own fake little native huts, which they would let her burn down. Mm. Um, but they used With real live material. natives inside. Of <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they shot the movie with the help. Uh, let's get into these tribes. The uh, Yan Yanamomo, 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 and the it's got an umlaut, so is it Yamamomo? <laughs> 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 the the new metal tribe <laughs> of the fucking Amazon. Uh, so the Yanomomo and the Shem and uh, Shamatari Shamatari tribes in the Amazon Shem- rainforest. Shemtaro. It um, was basically in the movie. It was like there's the tree guys and then there's the like I don't know. The there's other the guys yeah. in the in the black body paint and the yeah, white body paint. Yeah, yeah, racist. Mm. But um, but you know, so these are real indigenous people just being shot in this movie. <laughs> but they didn't get paid shit except for a couple damn uh, monkey heads. They got some monkey head, bro. Fresh monkey heads. Come on. They got some monkey head. They were fresh. Yeah, my boys were getting monkey head. <laughs> uh, but they're but they're monkey of corn. But they were getting treated like shit. Like I mean, I mean, everyone described like the set as just being a place of pure cruelty. Like apparently he would just like push tribes people around and be just uh, a dick to them and just kind of put them in dangerous situations. Such as one scene and the actors too. Wasn't he a dick to the actors too? The actors too. But there, there's one scene. Uh, where the uh, and this is real when all of these tribe people are in a hut that's being lit on fire by the documentary filmmakers and to stage uh, a like a fire a dramatic by the, scene yeah dramatic scene like a, a caused by the other tribe like. yeah but in the but in the real movie that we're talking about like those tribes people are actually in a hut that is engulfed in flame with no safety precaution yeah. like literally what you see is what it is like, that's yeah. real life they really <laughs> shove these people that know no language that th- these people are speaking were all pushed into a hut and then let on they lit the hut on fire and then these people just were like what the fuck is going on and that was it so that's <laughs> so the that's the wild thing that i think it's what we really want to get into like you know we'll get into it but it's like they're trying to stage a dramatic scene in this documentary and the filmmakers are trying to make a commentary on how that's fucked up. Yeah. That they're staging Meanwhile, scene. they're staging yeah. a dramatic scene in a movie. <laughs> that is actually exploiting the actors, the indigenous yeah. people and the actors. They're, so they're doing exactly what they're... The, what whole, they're the whole message behind this movie is how wrong it is to be exploitative of indigenous people and how these documentary crews go in and create these untruthful scenes. And then in reality while they're patting themselves on the back for doing this social commentary, are doing the exact same thing. Yeah, really, Diodato was just described as being, like, cruel and, like, borderline sadistic um, on the set of the movie. Like, he would berate members of the crew uh, if they weren't doing what he wanted in these extreme situations, you know, knowing that, like, all these people are out of their element. We've got, like, uh, cast and crew from Italy and from the United States just in the middle of the Amazon, and they don't know what the fuck to do if they don't get their money. You know, he's criticizing them when they won't do certain scenes, um, where they're getting upset about the animal deaths. He would, uh, uh, he wouldn't, like, pay people on time, and when he did pay people, he would pay them in Colombian pesos, which they're just like, what, bro, what can I do with this? Yeah, he's just getting funny with the money along with other things like it was just sketch the it's whole getting funny with everything man yeah yeah one particularly kind of creepy thing was uh uh francesco ciardi uh the female <laughs> cast member 
Um, she was initially re- refusing to get naked during a sex scene that she had with another actor, um, and he just like pulled her aside and started yelling at her like, "What the fuck's your problem?" Like yeah, he's going in. He like berated the shit out of her, got all like in her face about it. Yeah, it's but like, hey, baby, then and then she, she ended up doing it. She, but she also ended up being just as creepy and suggesting that her and the guy filming the sex scene go have sex in the jungle before they filmed the scene so it wouldn't be awkward. Yeah, to like relieve... Well, as they said apparently in the uh, the one of the DVD extras of Cannibal Holocaust was someone said that they went out or she, she wanted to take him out so they could like relieve tension before the scene. Like relieve tension is if like going to go have sex with your cast mem- your castmate is like smoking a cigarette or something. Like breaking the ice, you know, let's go out in the, in the fucking forest and just fuck real quick and then like we're good. Yeah, and I don't really know entirely how I feel about the accuracy of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe she was like that. Maybe I mean, you got to think these people, these these real. That's somewhat of an icebreaker. It's got to be. <laughs> that's that's a weird fucking icebreaker, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna call it weird icebreaker. Could you imagine going up to like um, just someone at work and be like, "Hey, um, I know it's been a really stressful shift. Uh, you want to just." Go fuck in the bathroom before we go back to work. Let's fuck yeah. in the bathroom. I know, like, we've been being weird, like, yeah. but if let's just fuck, like, behind the dumpster and then, like, get it out. Yeah, actually, things- I feel like a lot of people have done that. That's, yeah, for I mean, sure. It probably happens it's more still than grimy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, again, kind of going back to the idea of, like, how this movie's got this message about, like, uh, talking about, like, exploitative um, documentary films and media coverage. Apparently, uh, a lot of people said that the the director Diodato was talking about the Italian Red Brigade riots, which were like these far leftist riots that were going on in Italy at the time. That apparently, like the media was like sensationalizing, kind of to go on their side. But Diodato was like, "No, not cool. I'm going to make a documentary exposing how easy it is to uh, manipulate the media." Yada yada yada. Which it does happen, you know, and the media does sensationalize yeah. things. And I guess that's what his take was on this. This was. Him showing how that happens, meanwhile doing it. I think it's like a half-baked <laughs> idea. Like he got the idea. He's an exploitation filmmaker, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna make a movie about exploitation. But it's like, dude, you're an exploitation filmmaker. What are you doing? And uh, people at the time would. I mean, I, I don't really think it's that you know bad of a thing. But it is kind of ironic that the lead actor of the movie is a porn star. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it kind of lends the hypocrisy. It's, um, it's like we were talking earlier. It's like. You as a director filming like making a movie about the Harvey Weinstein shit and then you're the main actress of the film, you're having her do a casting couch thing. Hey baby, we need a scene where you're gonna do a casting couch couch the movie, but uh you know I've got another couch casting couch over here. Uh, and- to get you in this scene, uh I'm gonna have to see uh what you're working with. I gotta see what them tits look like, baby. You know, I baby. can't just put you in the movie. Baby, we're gonna have a little Harvey Weinstein action of our own if you know what I'm saying. So you end up being the fucking monster that you're trying to portray. Exactly, exactly. When you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back at you. You. There it is. Damn, there it is. There it is. Nice. Uh, I was looking for it. There it was. Um, we have it. <laughs> guys, I do want to bring up one thing. Um, you guys haven't used the term zeitgeist yet. Not one time. Not, Not one, one time. time. And I'm really missing it. Even okay. though I did hear it in another podcast today. Oh. I was like, well, oh, you know, in nope, some way, in some way, this movie was tapping into the zeitgeist of documentary <laughs> films. Uh, going, I mean, you I go. I just spit out my drink. <laughs> you go. <laughs> 
and this is this is a tale as old as time. Like you go back to like uh, the silent film era. There was a famous movie called The Nuke of the North, which was about um, Eskimos in Alaska. Here which infamously, like the filmmakers uh, would like um, lie about certain aspects about the way they live their lives. They made the uh, the uh, the Alaskan Eskimos seem like they're way more primitive than they actually were. I mean, at any point, if you're trying to make if you're trying to make a movie. You got it. You're trying to make a movie, baby. You got to put butts in seats. People, the people want drama. They want action. If it bleeds, it leads, baby. Hey, baby. So this this is a tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, of the north. so let's kind of talk about the plot a little bit, mostly just in relevance to like some of the badass shit that goes down, and Hell some of the horrible shit. Yeah. yeah, let's get into it. So again, we've got our dire- our professor Harold Monroe, uh, the anthropologist, who goes off to retrieve the found the uh, found footage from a group of younger documentary filmmakers who are basically like they're like the vice of their day, right? Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, what, what does the chick say? She's like, uh... for us, the difficult doesn't exist. And the impossible takes just a little more time. They were yeah, talking about, like, bullshit. well, you know, these French documentary people went in and tried to film, and they never returned. Uh, 59, and another in 67. And neither of them came back. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, Smith and that bunch of Frenchmen. Yes. Yeah, Frenchmen. They were amateurs, a bunch of jerks. They never succeeded in doing anything. We'll be back. We have Felipe, our guide. And then, of course, you know, spoiler alert, all of these motherfuckers die by the end of it. Yeah. Um, And you don't feel bad. No. So, about... Uh, so the first half of the movie is all Professor Monroe's account of going to find out what happened to these documentary filmmakers. Um, and it's interesting, this whole part, this whole half of the portion of the movie was shot on 35mm, which is like the, the top quality uh, film stock, besides like 70mm. Um, but then about halfway through the movie, after he finds that footage, he comes back to New York to show a bunch of executives the footage he's found, and that's when we start watching the uh, the shitty 16mm actual documentary footage. So the movie... The movie is literally split in two. It's like split in half as a the first half. The first half almost comes off as like an adventure movie, Indiana Jones style type of a you know because you got the anthropologist and he's like going through these like you know Amazon lands and it's there's all these dangers and stuff. And then the second half is that found footage half, which you know is shot on like the different film and. It's it's kind of a different movie. You take, yeah. you, you know, it's a different. You're going in another direction now. We're going darker, we're going yeah, deeper. That's when it get rough. That's when it gets rough when we start seeing the actual footage from these people. And this is actually an interesting thing that Cannibal Holocaust can actually say in the history of film is, uh, by many accounts, this is considered the first found footage movie which at the time was just considered like a really innovative brand of the cinema verite technique, which is basically like a style of narrative film that was intended to seem like hyper-realistic. But in this case, they're like, hey, let's just use the like the actual first-person found footage perspective. Real raw cut stuff, you know, and, and uh, pass it as if it's, uh, you know... Real. Yeah, years before uh, you get Blair Witch Project or VHS or Cloverfield or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, that's when he comes back. He start, he comes back and he shows them all this footage and it's just a bunch of fucked up crazy shit. Um, but before that, there, there are a couple things we got to talk about um, with uh, Harold's initial frame story. Mostly all these flopping dicks, dude. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of dick in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
ton they're, of dick. They're flopping all over the place from beginning to end. Really? Yeah. yeah the top initial, to bottom. The initial guy, like he gets naked to show the tribesmen he's not a threat. So he's just Which literally is the thing. there thing. with his dick flopping out with a gun in his hand, screaming at these people, and they're just like. Okay, you're cool. And it's yeah. flopping, dude. Like, I mean, you like you know, Diodato was behind the scenes, like, baby, we need that dick to flop. Baby, put a string on it. On. I don't know. He really owned it. Like, I want a piece of that confidence, man. The way he was like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, what's up? I got a gun, but and he was just like butt ball naked, bro. Like, like no fucks given. It's like pretty. Dope. It's hard to be intimidating when you're naked. Well, I think that's <laughs> and more he was doing it. Let me pose a, a little scenario here. Okay. Mm-hmm. A man standing in your kitchen with a gun threatening you fully clothed. Oh, fuck. That's terrifying. Now, that same man, butt-ass naked with his dick flopping, threatening with that gun, you don't tell, you're not telling me that's scarier? There's oh, much. I'll say this much. There's a bit more than a, a shred of doubt. That I would have, I'd be like, you know what? I got this guy. He's fucking naked. He can slip. He can. All right, you're you sitting in a prison. You're sitting in a prison cell, and That's three different. dudes walk in, fully clothed, about to jump you. Or and I'm th- naked. No, they're fully clothed. You're chilling. Now three naked dudes walk in to jump you. <laughs> That's terrifying. What you stressing about? That's terrifying. Exactly. That's <laughs> like it's a different. I'm more scared of the naked dude. <laughs> Than a fully clothed man. Well, I just feel like... At that point, they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a mental aspect to that, but I'm like, you're fucking naked. I can kick you in the exposed balls. You could slip and stub your toe. You're just naked. You have no protection. Oh, there's... I mean, there's even more floppy dick, because our boy, Professor Monroe, you think he's, like, this legit guy, but at some point, he actually, like, while he's trying to get close to the tribe, he goes in the water butt-ass naked, and, like, they send out a bunch of, like, the women tribes people who are Just out of nowhere. Who, again, are real indigenous women. They go in the water, (laughs) and, uh... (laughs) He's doing the same thing that the, the guide guy was doing, where he's, like... He's like, let me try vulnerable. something. I'm yeah, vulnerable. he's like, I, let me just get totally butt ass naked, show you how vulnerable I am. But this time, it's like a group of like tribes women, and, and they're all they're like, like giggling and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, they're they're like, yeah, they they literally are tugging on. Yeah, his they're dick. like yeah. grabbing at his dick and shit, flopping that thing or slapping that thing around. You know, baby, tug his dick. It ain't <laughs> nothing but a good time when he does it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it's all good. He's having yeah. a good time. Harold, baby, we need the Yamatato tribe to come out and tug your dick. Come on, it's for the film. <laughs> He's good with it. He's Baby. a porn star. He's he's yeah. used to much more. He's like, this is light petting. You've done this before. Like, it, it, it at least it's, it seems all fun and games until they get out of the water and then just retreat back to this like shrine where they start like praying to like this shrine that's pretty much all the dead filmmakers. Like yeah. we find out, we go from like having a fun time just tugging dicks to oh fuck, like there's yeah. the film footage, there's the dead filmmakers, the same women that are just grabbing my dick are like worshiping the shrine of the dead white people they had killed before. Decaying bodies, maggots, and and the film, which, yeah. is, uh, which is there in the shrine, too. Also, there's a lot of shots of them just, like, looking at corpses with, like, live bugs on them, and then them crushing live bugs. Yeah, those yeah. bugs died, too. Those poor bugs. Kill the bugs. Kill, Kill the baby. We need I more want bugs. everything dead in this <laughs> film, baby. Dead. I want the monkeys dead. I want the fucking <laughs> turtles, snakes, dead. tarantulas, roly-poly bugs. <laughs> everything. I want it dead. <laughs> Like my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) This will show Martha to have left me. She's cannibal fucking holocaust. She'll see what she did to me, you bitch. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah, another look at it fucking movie, dude. (laughs) I killed a monkey for that bitch. 
So let's get into the look at it shit. I mean, besides the animal death scenes, we've got a lot of pretty brutal death scenes. So we find the footage and let's get started. Uh, the first major fucking thing... Actually, no, this is actually before he finds the footage. The, fir- the one really fucked up thing that um, Professor Monroe does see before he goes back is he sees a woman getting raped by a rock. A tribeswoman being raped by another tribesman by a rock. And, and they then, explain this. Oh, yeah. So yeah. basically she was deflowered by someone outside of the tribe. So her husband has to rape her with this rock and then kill her with the same rock. Or he will get killed. So they, they sit back and watch this guy, and then this guy eventually leads him to the tribe. But, like, it's a really brutal scene. Yeah, it's pretty prolonged, and it really is just some indigenous people uh, fucking around in the mud and doing this crazy fucking shot. Like, it just, it, like, looking at the shot, like, all the mud and how gross it is, like, it's a pretty brutal shot, even if it isn't actually a rock getting shoved into the woman. But that's, woman. like, all that's, like, uh, that's the anthropologist. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's before. Yeah, yeah so, like, But you find fun. out why. She's yeah, that, it's actually, yeah, because of her interaction with the actual documentary uh, crew. crew. Oh, and we'll find out her fate very soon. Um, so, so what's on the found footage? So in the found footage, uh, the first major death is um, the, the guide that helps documentary filmmakers through the, um, the rainforest is bitten by a big-ass snake. So they just, they're just like, oh, shit, uh, let's cut his fucking leg off oh, and we record talk, it. We got to talk about that a little bit because... It's literally the fucking. There's a snake in my boot. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking. He, he's supposed to be their whoa. guy he, through he, the he's Amazon. He's washing his foot in the water, and then he goes to put his boot on, and there's a snake in there, and it bites the shit out of him. Like, dude, dude amateur. you're supposed to be from out here. What the yeah. fuck? Like, you know, you're you ain't checking be, your boots. Dog? You're supposed to be the, the one who tells us to check our boots, and like, you're the <laughs> first one to go in the most like I don't know amateur way. The way I would go out if I was in the Amazon. So the whole film crew just literally holds him down, and then chop his leg off with a machete and let them bleed and they're just filming it the whole time they're like yeah yeah get this shot get this shot i want to yeah. see this well they try to cauterize it with like a burn mach- with a burnt mach- or a machete that they've been like they burning. half-ass it yeah, yeah they're kind of like oh let's look thing. like we did it it'll be a good shot if we have a fucking machete and show like a uh, cauterizing and shot. guess what he dies dead and then they just put some leaves on him <laughs> like literally they just like brush some leaves on them and keep like, it rocking bro they don't even like mention it there's right. like another death in the amazon you know how it that's is. literally what they say yeah there they we go rocking like you know in the green inferno so it's weird they're not even worried about moving on without their guide but anyway. so so when they go on past the guy they find like the indigenous people and they they shoot a bunch of shots of them like communicating with the indigenous people and everything like that um but then they start kind of prodding them into doing uh, crazy things that they start like shooting a rival tribe at one point. Um, the shooting at a rival tribe to kind of get them all riled up. They want to um, instigate some shit. They want to get the pot stirred. They want this. You know, the tribes doing their regular native shit doesn't make for a good fake vice documentary. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get shit going. Mm-hmm. They're trying to shoot. They're, they're off camera. They're shooting at the, at these people. Um, of course, there's another camera that is recording this, but the main camera, the footage that they plan on using, is just everyone reacting to them being shot at. The main scene is when they're lighting an actual like village on fire, and in the, the, the movie that they're trying to shoot, they want to frame it as if, like, oh, this was the fault of the rival tribe, but in reality, it's just the film crew that's lighting this on fire on their own. Also, really weird scene right after that is when the woman and the guy just start fucking on the burnt hut yeah in front of the whole tribe yeah. 
the other guys are like kind of pointing guns at the tribe, and the tribe's just sitting down in the field. The people who didn't die. In the, the people who didn't <laughs> die in the fire, and then the the guy and the girl just literally lay on like the burnt ashes of the hut. And just start going to town. This is the scene, I'm guessing, where uh, the actress did not want to yeah, get she naked. A- and, and you, it kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And and again, this is another one of those, those hypocritical exploitive shots. It's like, you know, even though like those huts were burned down, you know, those weren't their actual huts, those indigenous people that you see watching this sex scene are were just actually in burning huts. Those are actual indigenous people actually watching people have sex. Even if there's no like penetration, like X-rayed shit going on, I assume... Um, they're still recording two people basically having sex in front of them. Like, exactly what they're trying to say is fucked up is exactly what they're recording. Also, also there were a lot of kids in the first shot. Do, I didn't look, I didn't re- think to look. Do you think there were mm. kids just sitting there watching that, too? Do you think Diodato gave a shit? <laughs> I mean, no. no. Probably not, dude. Fucking asshole. No. So, they're doing this shit, and at one point, they're just getting all riled up. They're burning shit. Uh, they're, they're fucking each other, and then they get the bright idea to start just raping an indigenous woman. Again, this isn't real, but, you know, this is going down in the The, the whole film movie. crew literally take turn just gang raping this fucking poor tribeswoman. And, like, the chick's just sitting there, and she's just like... She doesn't give a fuck that they're raping her. She's just mad that they're wasting film on filming it. They're that like, they're she's recording like, it we can't the use film. this footage. Why are you bothering recording? Meanwhile, they've been recording literally everything and every bullet. The, the only across. point where she really gets upset and tries to stop it is when her boyfriend tries to rape her too, and then they just end up holding her down while he rapes her. Yeah, and then this is the woman that ends up getting raped in the beginning of the film with the rock. Because they raped her, they had to ki- the tribesmen killed her. Mm-hmm. So they've really just like this is why uh, they the just fucked up everyone's yeah. life in this entire film. This is why the anthropologist and his crew, when he came down like a few months later, why he faced so much hostility with the tribespeople because they had come down and done all this fuckery, mm-hmm. burned down the huts and like raped people and. You know, just put people basically to the sword. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we've seen what y'all motherfuckers do. Um, and there's also that shot when um, they should do. We already skip over the part where, the, where we find out about the woman that was being raped by the rock earlier when she's impaled by a giant uh, stick. No, that's like actually literally what happens next. Like uh, after they burn the huts down and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, they're kind of like wandering around the the, the, the out, outskirts of the jungle, and that's when they come across this woman. They had that shot where just after they've gotten done like raping, literally raping people and killing people and burning down a hut, they have this shot where it's like really fakely sympathetic, where they're looking up at this woman. They're like, "Wow, what savages!" Oh yeah, literally the dude, the main documentary guy, Alan, who just raped an indigenous. Yeah, woman. he's actually looking at the fucking impaled woman, which is like the the. Uh, Poster, poster of the of the movie. It's the cover. If you've seen anything of Kendall Holocaust, this is probably the image you've seen. Yeah, of the woman like being the, impaled, and uh, he's look. He's actually stoked on it. He's looking at it, and he's like, oh, like, fuck. like, like, wow. And then the camera guy's like, Alan, I'm recording. And that's when he kind of switches <laughs> it up, and he's like, oh, oh my god. Oh my god! Yeah, we were weak at that. I remember. <laughs> we we forgot to note an actual. I just was thinking about it in our notes here. We forgot to put in the whole abortion thing. Oh god, the abortion? Yeah, where the tribeswomen have the one tribeswoman tied up, and, and they're they ripping her. her fetus out of her. Oh yeah, that's. Funny. And then they just bury it in the mud, and then stone her. And to then death. like stone her to death. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say if you want to get all the things that we're missing, just go watch the movie because you probably shouldn't watch it. 
but you can just find this whole fucking movie on YouTube somehow. Unedited. Wow. Yeah. No age gate. Wow. Nothing for free. For free. Multiple versions of it. Multiple imagine. versions. You don't even have to imagine. That's... My boy Payne really bought it on Amazon, <laughs> and it didn't work, so we ended up still watching the free version on YouTube. Yeah, official YouTube was like, nah, man. I, you know what? I know you bought it, but you can't even have it. It's like, all right, I'll just watch the fucking version that like six people uploaded for free, completely uncensored and unedited. <laughs> Um, but so that after that happens, it kind of kind of skip towards the end of the movie because again we don't want to go to the plot too too much. But the way that this all kind of culminates is uh, it gets to one of the shot where they're kind of fuck with the tribe's people and the cameraman is shooting at the tribe and finally a tribe's person is just like all right all right no I'm gonna like, head out fuck these guys right he he gets up um, he gets a spear and he stabs the cam or he shoots the sca- the uh, cameraman with the spear. Um, and his film crew, the rest of the film crew, instead of like coming to his defense or anything, they're just like, oh, 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 make sure to get, get that, that shot. Get that. They shoot him in the head. They, they shoot, shoot him in the they... head, kill the cameraman dead so that the tribes people can come up and eat his guts. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they can record that. Gotta get that hot footage. So they don't even give it a fuck. Uh, they don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about their own people. They don't give a fuck about anything, and this is when it, it all starts to kind of turn around. So they all start, so the tribes people, like while they're recording them uh, eating their guts, that's when, like, the full-on rebellion yeah. starts. and so the whole time, we're getting ready to see everyone die off, and then the main dude is literally recording all of his friends and his girlfriend getting murdered. Yeah. Because it's good footage. Yeah. I don't know how he thinks he's going to make it out at this point. So, it's like, they get, the, they get the other camera guy, and they catch him, and they're holding him up, and they rip his pants down, and they literally... There's just this <laughs> fucking shot of them just... Chopping his dick, chop his straight dick straight off, right off and just blood squirting out like a fucking water fountain. Out of it's actually truck. the best special effects in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was it, like, it, wow. Dude, the way that... Wow! Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! (laughs) The way that they did it so nonchalantly, where they're just like, dick off. I was just like, (laughs) fuck, they don't even give it... There's no, like, pomp and circumstance. It's not like, we will now cut (laughs) off... They're just like, bitch. Dick's off. Someone's gonna eat that tonight. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean... How do you think it tastes? (laughs) Human dick. Um, you gotta ask John McCafe about that one. <laughs> yeah, he probably knows. <laughs> he will. He needs to. That's that's this whole uh, the dickometer, the dick countdown's going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, the woman, of course, ends up getting raped by the tribe. Uh, so this is the full-on rebellion. We got dicks getting cut off. We got the girl getting raped by the tribe so, members and, and then murdered. Killed. So hot take. Mm. Uh, I, I don't like a what hot take it? after yeah. rape. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, where are we going? Wow, this where, yeah, where are we going? I kind of don't feel bad for her at all. Uh, I mean, she didn't. Well, she did not. She was just a, a, a. She was a bystander in all this. I will say that she didn't really. She was down for them raping someone else. She was okay with it. Did sir come up in this? Is a tricky like? one. This, this is, is a tricky this one. This is karma. Ah, <laughs> I will say this is karma. And I don't, I don't, I don't approve of rape in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I I didn't feel bad when she w- uh she got I w- murdered. I didn't, yeah, you wouldn't feel as bad as if it was anybody else. And she gets killed in the long run, so at least she doesn't have to live with the PTSD and shit, right? You know that that's a good hookup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying these people deserved everything they got. They sucked. These people yeah. did suck. Yeah, in the long run, fuck all these people. Uh, I mean, a quick death is probably nice for all of them. So uh, we got Dixon cut off. We got rape and murder. Um, and then the cameraman is running away. Um, but he eventually gets caught up with. Um, did they throw a spear at him or did they just kind of knock him over? They kind of ca- just catch him over and knock they him over. Because he's sitting there recording her getting raped. 
And like the other dude getting his dick cut off, he's just like not trying to help them, not trying to run not away. Not trying to run. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna. This is great fucking footage. Mm-hmm. They all fucking die. They all get killed. Well, he get well. It's 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 a classic. This is a classic part of the found footage film. Is they kill him, he drops the camera, and then the camera is left on the ground recording as he gets his fucking head bashed in. Which is crazy because this is like the first found footage, so it wasn't even classic or cliche. It was just like that was OG, a super dude. sick idea. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well, the <laughs> camera fell right on his face, and you watch his head get bashed in. And, and the camera keeps filming. And then right after, the, it's like the breakdown of the fucking movie. Just like twenty minutes of pure brutality, and then the movie cuts back to our boy Harold Monroe showing these scenes to some executives who originally wanted to sell this film. And just like they seem like uh, Dixon cut off and rape and head bashings, it goes back to them just chilling in the screening room. All and the grievances of this documentary crew, and they they don't say a word. They all they, they well actually they do. They two do, of they them get up and just walk out. They whisper something to each other. Two of them walk out. Another guy gets up. He picks up the phone. He's like, "Burn it." Shred it. Yeah. yeah. Monroe <laughs> just kind of looking at him like, "You see what I told you? You see what I told you?" And the guy just goes up the phone. He's just like, "Yeah, that movie." Burn it. <laughs> it's kind of like, corny. This never needs to see the light of day. Yeah. And then, and then my boy Harold walks out of the building, and what he says the whole. Uh... I wonder who the real cannibals are. Yeah, they really spoon feed you the theme of this movie, like who are the real savages. And the reality is, it's probably you, motherfucker Diodato, trying to fucking make <laughs> this movie. Um, although, uh, to speak to its praises again, kind of uh, another thing that this movie had in common with some of the found footage movies that we know, such as um, The Blair Witch Project, he, uh, after this movie um, was released, he actually, or after, actually, after they finished shooting, he had all the actors sign contracts not to appear publicly, like, anywhere for an entire year, so there's no promotion from the actors, they wanted them to, they wanted people like to they think. they were dead, they that, wanted to make it seem real, like they were not around. The idea was to make people think that those shots of the deaths that happened on the uh, documentary film, with the documentary film crew, they want people to think that that was all real to build up like the hype of the movie. Make it seem authentic, you know? And it did actually make about $2 million worldwide until it was seized. Uh, because Diodato was just straight up charged with obscenity uh, for the real life animal murder, but also because of rumors that had spread um, regarding, I mean, and par- partially due to the fact that he was like hiding the fact that his actors were even alive. Uh, people were watching this movie and they were thinking, yo, this is real. People were spreading rumors and saying this is actually a fucking snuff yeah, film. You gotta, you gotta remember, this was before Blair Witch and everything. No one, there wasn't a film like this, especially mainstream. Or the internet where someone could tell you that's yeah. bullshit. I mean, this really was, like, people were really going in the theaters, like, shocked that this fucking happened. Yeah, I mean, imagine watching this movie not knowing, because, I mean, anyone that watches Cannibal Holocaust knows about the story and everything nowadays. Going in this movie in, like, the the early 80s, so you go to a theater, or you, you pick this up from some friend, some sketchy guy who just has uh, home videos, and you watch this movie... You're going to think it's real. You're going to be wondering, like, what the fuck? You're going to be going to your local library or some shit trying to find a magazine that tells you otherwise. <laughs> trying to look up some, decipher some other meaning. Yeah, instead of just searching true. real quick on, on Google, like, was Cannibal Holocaust real? No. Yeah, Diodato actually had to bring in, he had to recreate the scene of the woman impaled and how they did it, which was actually uh, a bicycle seat mm-hmm. and uh, and a uh, some kind of a... Pipe. fixture yeah going through her mouth that was uh, beveled out so it got smaller so it made it appear that it was she was completely impaled he had to recreate this whole thing to prove that he didn't film 
murders and kill people. Yeah, because, I mean, he was being charged with straight-up murder. Like, he was, like, they caught him, and his charge was murder, and he had to prove that he wasn't a murderer. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. It's wild, dude. I think that's a big reason why this movie is so famous. Um, but still, even when those were proved wrong, and they were like, all right, fine, um, it was still banned in several countries, including uh, Italy, his home country, mostly because of the animal cruelty, which there's no doubt about that even till today. Even today, that's obviously a big issue. It's like there are real animals being completely exported in this movie, and that's ultimately what makes it so horrible in the day. Um, in fact, in England, uh, it was actually able to avoid censorship because they had a loophole where if you put out a movie on video, um, it could kind of get past the, uh, the, the, the British censorship board or whatever, like the British FCC, basically. Um, but eventually, it was put on a list of the famous, the infamous video nasties amongst... The video nasties. The video nasties amongst dozens of other films. <laughs> now, there's two... Oh. Too, uh, too nasty. Too nasty, you know. <laughs> Governor, this movie's too nasty. Morally abhorrent. Hello. She's a witch. <laughs> hey, bloke, you see that new nasty movie? <laughs> oh, you got the nasty movie, you? Because I'm kind of a holocaust. Oh, just completely fucking... <laughs> That's... You ever seen that movie, Legend? No. <laughs> it's, um... Who's the dude that plays Venom? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. That is is a really good film, but you can't understand a <laughs> fucking word. Because <laughs> it's all just like old, like poor British people mob story. So it's just like, oh, you like it? Oh, I love it, dude. I, <laughs> I love have to it. put subtitles on. <laughs> no, I literally, when I watched it the first time, I had to subtitle it. Yeah, shout out to subtitles. I put subtitles on every movie. Honestly, Yo, English dubs are garbage. Mm. Well, that's okay. That's a little bit different. We could, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go into this one day, but yeah, we're, we're if gonna... you ain't watching subs on anime, you're trash. Woo. So a little bit of uh, about what happened after this movie came out as well. Um, some of those actors actually went on to star in another cannibal film called Cannibal Ferox, which we haven't seen, but we did see some clip where some dude gets his balls cut off. Yes. Hell yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, sick. And uh, <laughs> so again, I mean, the cannibal genre continued to flourish. Um, although generally, as far as this old little popular subgenre of horror g- goes, Cannibal Holocaust remains definitely like the most infamous. Like uh, you know, this is the crux of that whole uh, movement in, in in horror films. It's held in high regard for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't, I don't think know. it's held in high regard. I think it's just the it's most just in- in- infamous. It's the infamous. most infamous. Yeah, yeah, it's infamous. And once once again, uh, our edge lord buddy Eli Roth, who we <laughs> talked about in detail on a Takashi Miike episode, he went ahead and got our our fuckboy Diodato to make a cameo appearance in Hostel Part Two. Um, which uh, he later actually went on to create his try-hard fucking homage to this ha- the cannibal subgenre by making a movie called The Green Inferno, which is actually named after the name of the documentary the filmmakers are making in Cannibal Holocaust. And Green Inferno, real quick, yeah. not that, not that. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's not that good. Eli Roth, you know. This we, is why I want to live in Japan and not America. Oh, yeah, dude. He's such a try-hard fucking dude. <laughs> For more about Eli Roth, listen to our Takashi Miyake episode again, because, you know, people need to listen to the episode because it's probably the most relevant fucking random episode we have ever done. Until <laughs> our next episode. I know K-Town's got some heat coming up. We got all types of heat coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of heat. 
Um, before we close out, let's get into our segment where we ask, are the good times killing us? This is when we make a round table and we all make our final call over whether or not this movie is in fact uh, killing our society or is it um, innocuous enough that it's not really hurting us too much. So who wants to go ahead and uh, tell us whether or not this movie is killing us? I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, it's fucking killing us. This movie sucks <laughs> ass. It's everything, like, it, I don't think it would have been a... I think this movie would have been a lot chiller if there wasn't one on-screen real animal deaths, and two, if they weren't, like, doing everything they set out to, like, comment on in the film. Like, they are literally... It's a film about exploiting indigenous people, and they exploit indigenous people. It makes it. It's. I just don't understand like how you could be that dense. Like you're trying to talk about these serious topics, and then you're doing exactly what you're speaking out against. It makes it's stupid. This movie sucks. Don't see it. <laughs> yeah, the good times are killing us. Yeah, fuck it. All right, I'll I'll go up next. I can, I actually have two different sides to this. Um, first, the first side is agrees. Uh, definitely, the good times are definitely fucking killing us. This movie has real animal cruelty. It's got real exploitation. The entire message is is, is super hypocritical. However, what I will say, not only as a horror movie fan, but also as someone who's kind of looking at this movie from more kind of like um, a more kind of metacognizant level, is like really um, when you look at the at, at some of the actors and Diodato, what they said about all of this is like essentially, even though we are looking at this movie as being inherently hypocritical, we also kind of have to think about the ways that we're hypocritical. What are all the ways that we in our lives are constantly exploiting people uh, while we're complaining about these things? In all ways, we're all contributing to this. This is just one minor example. One film shoot where a bunch of people got fucked, but in the grand scheme of things, what happened? This movie is a microcosm of shit that happens every day. I mean, not to bring it back to the vegan shit, but I'm just saying, we got some animal cruelty going on in this movie. There's animal cruelty that happens on a insanely massive, exponentially more massive scale. And even though these deaths are particularly cruel, that type of stuff does happen in slaughterhouses across the world. It happens from human to human across the world. Um, in all other kinds of cases, this is just one example, and it's horrible. But even though I don't agree with the methods, he did achieve his artistic endeavor. When it boils down to it, he achieved it, even if most of us are, are still pretty mired, including myself, mired by the fact that his methods are pretty fucking hypocritical and disgusting. Yeah, I'm mm. going to start a film about the atrocities of sweatshops <laughs> by starting a sweatshop and selling the products made from the sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, yeah, look, look. And I'm going to have a hot take on this. I'm going to say the good times are fucking killing us, dude. I hear what you're <laughs> wow, saying. Really <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But, like, yeah, he achieved his artistic endeavor, like, accidentally. <laughs> like, like, I really think so it, it yeah, doesn't I mean, count. Like, yeah. I don't think it counts, man. Like, he he was trying to make a film about exploitation by exploiting. And he, he, I don't think he realized or cared that he was exploiting people in the process. No, he was fucked up, yeah. Yeah, you it, know. I, mean, I feel like up, it yeah. was more of like a, like after he filmed it, he was like, oh yeah, this is what I meant by it, rather than, I think he went in with no intent, good intentions. Nah, I don't know, man, because they really spoon-feed you that theme so hard, like ideas like who are the real savages and all these, like the, yeah, the, the character of the professor. Well, the, see, that's, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying the good times are killing us because the it's movie. It's hypocritical. Yeah, it's hypocritical and it's bad it just sucks it sucks as a movie and it's good that it sucks i'm glad this movie is not a like good movie because it's not it would this this 
activity and the way they're carrying on wouldn't be praised and mm-hmm. continued. Like, you know, the movie, it's infamous for being bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, it's not like The Room, but it's not it's not like a great movie. Like, it's not sick. So the good times are definitely killing us? The good times are killing us. I mean, I, honestly, overall, I'm going to agree. The good times are definitely killing us. I'm just saying that I think it is um, an interesting anomaly to exist, and I'm glad that we don't have many more of these movies. That I'm glad this isn't a regular, everyday thing, that we just have these movies out there that involve these kinds of exploitations. I mean, there's definitely a laundry list of them out there, but I'm glad that this movie um, is the most famous, despite the fact that over, overall it could be a lot worse. Um, I'm glad that we do have laws that are that are yeah. out that protect from um, the smallest animal getting hurt for a movie or let alone people. I'm glad that we have all these laws to protect people. Overall, it's a good thing that we have those so, things. So can, that shit like this doesn't happen. Can I, can I just can I just say one thing? Um, if you guys have ever seen Shawshank Redemption, there's a scene where the guy feeds his pet crow a worm. The laws now they had to wait like six hours for one of the worms to die before they could feed it to the crow because it's against the law to f- like to film like even bug death like they that that's how like the laws are set now which i mm-hmm. i just thought was a interesting cool yeah thing. yeah i mean it's crazy because even uh there are movies out there where there are real animal deaths in fact uh, apocalypse now by francis ford coppola like the guy who also did um uh, uh the godfather i mean there's a scene in that movie where there's just a big ass uh cow like just being having its head cut off and that's a real cow and this is like a considered like one of the greatest movies ever made and it happens it's kind of a double standard there people kind of shook their heads at that because it's like it can be revered more as art Um, and there's a whole host of other movies that have existed that did have animal deaths Um, I'm glad that we have the laws now but again in the grand scheme of things there's way worse things that happen every single day Um, and I I mean as an artistic movie I mean I wouldn't say it achieves its goal completely uh, but you know I, I get there's certain things about this movie that I I think are intriguing and I don't, I don't hate that it exists and that's again coming from someone who really gives a fuck I do not like animals being hurt at all I actively try to make sure they don't but at the same time I see something intriguing about this hmm. so hot take hot take so uh, okay guys so this is the good times of Conan's podcast although this is technically the end of we haven't mentioned this the good times of spooking us podcast series <laughs> this is it it's over man it's been a long run like go back and listen to our satanism episode that was fun uh, joker spoiler cast that's a good one rob zombies halloween mm. and the double hitter the double whammy the dawns of the deads with the 1978 version and the 2004 version, we did a double tap of that one. I'm stoked for next year. We can review more movies. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes, uh, leave a review or give us a rating. Tell us what you think uh, on anything that you listen to us on. You know, leave a review or give us a rating or something. You know, it helps out. And you know, uh, maybe you can give us suggestions for topics that you want us to do, or movies that you want us to spoil, or you know, whatever. Yeah, follow us on Facebook. Uh, send us send us an email at goodtimeskillingus at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram. Um, you know, give us suggestions. Like, we want to hear what you guys have to say, especially those of you guys who we know are out there um, that don't know us personally. Because we talk to our friends all the time. But those of you guys who are out there in other states besides Virginia, besides Virginia. VA, baby. VA, buddy. Virginia. Besides, besides Virginia, besides the United States of America, all y'all out there. Um, across the world give us some suggestions tell us about your weird little stories because we can only know about so much we got some good stuff coming up still don't worry 
You might think, oh, they already did incels, they already did Flat Earth, they already did Satanism, they got fur raids. What else can they do? Oh, trust us, baby, we just getting started. You don't even know what you don't even know yet. Yeah, this, this next episode I'm looking forward to because this is a real deep cut, but is totally <laughs> what we need to talk about. Thank you so much again for listening to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast, Spooky Edition. It's been a great month. Happy Halloween. We love ya. Look forward to the live cast. We wish ya the best. Yes, the live cast is Saturday, October uh, 26th. October 26th at 10 p.m. At yeah, 10 we're going to have a, a donation thing set up. So basically, if you no, pay us... No, we're not. If you, pay us, <laughs> if you send us $20, Mark's going to boof us. Boof me. That's a good way to go out, y'all. As always, the good times are fucking... Killing us! We are dead! Uh, decides he's going to go out into the Amazon to find film footage from a group of younger documentary filmmakers. He's an anthropologist. Anthropologist. Maybe. Maybe it's anthropologist. We can't use this word this whole movie. No one can pronounce it. <laughs> Just cut the cast. Get out. You're fine.